You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Web development. SolidJS is definitively better than React. Like, I don't think anyone really questions that, that, right? Except for maybe people on the React team. Tracy Lee, Ben Lesh, and Adam Rackus weigh in on the latest debates in JavaScript. What's in store for the future of React? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Modern Web Podcast. My name is Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Lee or find me on LinkedIn at Tracy Lee. And I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Lesh. Uh, hi, Ben. But actually, we're kind of like doing this new format where like all three of us are just like hanging out. So I don't know what to call you all, but Wait, is, is Adam is Adam joining us as a co-host as well? I mean, are we co-hosts if we're all on the show? Or are we like people that hang out together? I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably just people that hang out together, I reckon. Yeah. But what do we call this? It's a, a, a hot takes, hot, hot. Opinions, tepid takes. Tepid is my favorite. <laughs> all, my, all, the, all the hottest opinions for me are usually when the cameras are off. It's <laughs> true. I was like, man, yeah, can I be term. like recording this right now? Um, but Ben, you look toasty. But we join, you know. I'm staying toasty. It's cold down here in Texas right now. Probably like 55 like, out. He's got the, the. No, no. It's actually like in the teens right now or the 20s, but the wind chills in the teens. So, I mean, it's probably the same in Oklahoma, right? A little colder. We're in single digits. Do people in Texas know what to do with oh, that? Oh, really? No, they don't. Like, they've shut everything down. <laughs> shut everything down. Yeah, so right now it's 21 before it was like, the, the problem is like, I don't know, you got houses that are kind of engineered to stay cool, right? So, like, they've got high ceilings. So you heat and like all the heat rises. Actually, in inevitably, I'm going to have to, you'll see me take this off because my office gets kind of warm. It's like, I don't know. When the, when it's getting when it's, hot in here with all the hot takes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Well, Adam, First you're pissed ball. off about React server components. Uh, no, I'm pissed off about the endless discourse and whining and complaining on Twitter about React server components. They're not for everybody. I hate them, but I think they're the worst. <laughs> kidding. Okay. Say more. Adam's about to hang up. They don't. They no, don't, don't affect me at all. They like I work on productivity apps. So I don't need React server components literally for anything. Like it's they're not going to help me. So yeah, that, that's that's yeah. no reason to hate them though. I mean, come on, that's a, that's a bit much. I was joking. I don't. I don't hate them. Oh. I hate all the discussion about them. Like I, I don't like the additional complexity that's added around them. Like it's just like yet another thing. But um, I don't know. Did you see? What's Cassie Williams' article that she like tweeted today, and like it, it pointed to another article by Dan Abramoff that was like, you know, there's two Reacts now, and I mean, it's it's uh, I feel like React is stagnated. Um, this server components thing is was the big focus. Uh, a lot of it seems to be driven by ideas around things that Vercel could sell, right? Like, I mean. So you feel like Vercel is opinion. taking over React? Oh yeah, like yeah, I think everyone kind of knew that. Um, what two years ago or something, right? So I don't know, Adam. What do you think? Is Vercel taking over React? To some degree, I mean, it's impossible to ignore all the very high-profile React core people who have moved over to Vercel. 
possibly for right. the better. Well, I'm not sure it's a worse steward for React than Facebook is. So I don't think that's right. necessarily the worst thing. Right. I mean, Facebook could axe it at any moment. Facebook doesn't care. Like, it's not going to cost them anything to do that. So Vercel's stack, though, like one of the points that Cassie was making in her article is like, they're using like bleeding edge versions of React in their stack. Right. Canaries. And that'll tell you. Right, that'll tell you right there who's controlling the project because no one's gonna no one's gonna use like bleeding edge versions of anything unless they're sure that they can pivot it if they need to or they can roll something back if they need to, right? Um, what's if that? something breaks for Vercel, you think like it's just gonna be rolled back because I mean it'll be if if not rolled forward, but yeah, it'll be fixed really quickly because you know they've got very, very influential people in the React core team working for them and driving initiatives around these things, right? Like, um, so what's happened to the React team? If all the React team has basically been bought up by Vercel, where, where, who, who works on React anymore? Not all of them, just a number of very high profile ones, Sebastian, Andrew Clark, uh, Dan did not go to Vercel, but he's no longer at Facebook at all. So if you look at like the mo the, the React core people that most people know, they either are not at Facebook anymore or they're at Vercel, which again, uh, Dan and I, or Ben and I seem to both agree that's not necessarily the worst thing. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not bad. It's just, um, if anything, they'll, they'll kind of keep it going. The only, the only thing that I worry about with React and, and honestly, like maybe Vercel will get them out of this funk is like, what was it? React 16 through 18. I feel like there was like nothing that happened and then like they had this re-architecture between 17 and 18 that prevented anyone from using that had was had enzyme tests from like updating right like there's like really which was like everybody because that was the recommended way to test things originally um so yeah it's just this huge i can't believe you said that it's been it's been weird i upgraded i did the react 18 upgrade at work and it was a nightmare getting all those yeah. tests to pass we had some amount of enzyme tests that all had to be converted to RTL and man, it was a pain, but I got there eventually, but God, that was a brutal upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it makes me want to look at the versions in NPM, like just to see like what the most used ones are. Let's see, downloads the last seven days. Do, 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 do. It's not, there's a lot of 18. Oh, those are 18 canaries, man. They have so many releases. Does anyone feel like watching Ben in a robe makes you like trust him more? <laughs> especially when I'm in the back of a white van with candy. So good. Um, I was going to say get him a pipe, but yeah, back of a van with candy will work too, I guess. Man, they have like a really, they must have a release every day is almost what it looks like. It's crazy. All right. So yeah, there's a lot of people still on version 17. <laughs> like at least it, that's what it looks like. Although what's this 16 version 16.3 has like, yeah, it's. Well, I think that's kind of good, though, because it's kind of like, oh, well, if something breaks for Vercel, then it gets fixed, which may be, maybe means that if something breaks for everyone else, it gets fixed because there's well, like more, you know, there's more like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, I don't know about corporate dollars, but, you know, skin in the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, 
Bun becoming the default this year. Bun tweeted that they were going to become the default. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, how do I put this? Like, I, I work in a lot of backend node services for financial tech. And if I went to people and was, were like, hey, I want to switch over to this other runtime, they'd be like, why? And they'd be like, because it's faster. And they'd be like, can you prove it's faster? And I'd be like, man, eh. then I'd have to run a bunch of tests to prove it was faster because like, and how it was actually going to benefit us. And it probably wouldn't that much. And then you've got this relatively not battle-tested runtime dealing with things that do like millions of dollars of trades. And I, I the default for something, there, there'll be some service that defaults to Bun. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll do that, but like the default- The default for, in the industry. I mean, how are you going to be the default for node development and not be node, right? Like, Because <laughs> you're faster. You could be faster, better developer experience, better ESM because, interop. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. But I mean, it's, it's like Dino is going to be the new thing. What was that, four years ago, uh, five years ago? That was never going to be the next thing. That was just a very small group. Of but it was types that use TypeScript like out, out of the gate and... Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe I I will give them a chance, but like I, I wouldn't. I think the odds are pretty long to say that in a year they're going to become the default for everybody, right? Like it's it's a long horizon, and the stuff you work on will be the last things to switch over to a new runtime. Your your stuff matters the most and has the most writing on it. The question is like less crucial things that have less dollars depending on it. Are they going to start to default to being built with Bun, where there's less at stake? Maybe, it's but it's like, but less crucial things don't need that much speed. Like, so you shaved ten milliseconds off a request. Like, who cares? Like, it's it's one of the, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, what's going to happen is they have to. They could do it, but they're going to have to execute it perfectly. They're going to have to make sure that um, everyone related to Bun is as ridiculous as it says it sounds as likable as possible to the community and that it's it's like you know like everyone's gonna have to like everything's gonna have to line up just right for this to happen um and because like the, the whole thing is it, it's how do you put this it's the betamax versus vhs thing right betamax was definitively better vhs was more popular vhs wins um i mean it's like the same thing as saying solid js is going to be the 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 default this year for web development. SolidJS is definitively better than React. Like, I don't think anyone really questions that, that, right? Except for maybe people on the React team. But like, at the end of the day, like it's never like, like SolidJS in one year becoming the default of a React, it's not gonna happen. There's too much longevity. Like, like there's like, it's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I have the script, I already have Node installed. I can just run it in Node. I have all my deploy stuff is ready for node. Everything for like, you know, AWS deployment stuff has node versions and stuff on it. Like there's a lot of things that have to fall into place to make bun the default for anything. And it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's not as battle tested and it's not ubiquitous. It's not like a, you can't push a button and win a cookie and have bun there. Like it's all. Ben's arguments are really good. And like, when you think about it, the differences between like bun and react and solid uh, I think there's an optimistic case to be made for Bun. Um, 
the advantages are not just speed. And in fact, the reasons why devs are going to choose it is not just to shave 10 milliseconds off. It's got ESM that works. It's got TypeScript built in. It's got a test runner built in. And it's a little bit faster to boot. And the interop between Node is getting better and better and better. I think as Jared closes that gap and makes the interop more and more seamless, I think it's going to be a compelling option for new projects. And I'm really excited to see that because so many things work better in Bun versus Node. And if it's faster and if it's perfectly interoperable with Node, maybe in five years, maybe those expensive financial services will be switching over if everything else has. Yeah. yeah. I, just just to be clear, I'm not I'm not saying that um, it will never be the default. I'm just saying uh, one year, uh, there's a lot that has to go right uh, about it. Like, I mean, it's... It's right now it is, it's a growing project, but it's so small that like anything could happen. Like Jared could get canceled for some reason and the project gets tanked. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's in that phase where things, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but like it, no, it's your in that phase where it, it, more skepticism. Yeah. 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 It's, it's gotta, it's gotta get out of there. It's gotta, they have to run the business side of it exactly right. That's um, like so weird to me, though, that you would say like, oh, yeah, Jared gets canceled and the project dies because it's like, you know, I think people who are using technology don't typically well, think like, oh, yeah, you know, the reason, but tech you is know just I mean, a like, popularity contest. And if you're not popular and you're not likable, then you're not going to win. Like, But there's there's some there's some truth to that, though. Right. Like there is some like. So the, are you like market, super likable, Ben? Because the, what is it? No. RxJS has like what two billion, two billion downloads or something like that in last year. In a year or something, it was two point yeah. two in a year. I I think that RxJS has just become like a common utility, right? Like I'm not. But if you I'll were if you way, were like, a dick, like back in back in those days, then it would have gotten canceled. Oh, for sure. If whenever whenever I first started working on RxJS, if I was a dick, it would not have grown in popularity. Full stop. Like people would not have listened to anything I had to say about it, people wouldn't have adopted it. Like things when you're in a, the early stages of a, of a, like introducing a product or a project to the world, which is weird for RxJS because it had existed for like six years before I started. But like, if you are not proselytizing and, you know, spreading kindness and, and trying to help people and trying to be real with people, like, you're not going to go anywhere. Like it's, it's going to, it's going to tank because people will associate that thing with you or they'll fork it or something like, but there's not like, that's why you were so patient. Anytime anybody said, isn't this just like coffee script? Yeah. I, like, I used to get some weird ones. Isn't this just like coffee script? Thousandth time. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still get people like, Oh, this makes things garbage. And I'll be like, I know. Isn't that amazing? Everything to garbage. Like, <laughs> Who says so RX it, is like coffee script? That's I need someone to explain oh, that one to me. There's been some weird ones. So like th these were people like coffee script had, you know, like less syntax and arrows before JavaScript had arrows. And so they were like, oh yeah, I don't there's been some really weird comments. That's probably one of the most nonsensical ones that exists and it's stuck in Tracy's head. So she brings it up every now and then. But <laughs> I still remember CoffeeScript, dude. But okay, what about HTMX? Hot or not? Uh, it, it's it's created a buzz. I can't say that it's a technology that I would pick right off the bat for a lot of things, but 
Is it because um, the people are nice who are who are on the core team? The people who are on the core team seem funny. Uh, they seem and smart and nice. I, I I don't know if they're nice. I haven't seen any anything or or bad. Like I haven't seen anything one way or the other about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's they're if anything, the reason that they're known and popular is because of their team and their likability and you know they're funny. <laughs> that's what I've seen. That's why things show up and that's why it's even shown up on my radar. But you gotta be uh, you, know. a, you gotta be a bunch of funny people to like get technology to like win. Yeah, yeah. I, I front end front end development stacks. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Um, there's the next ten years. It's really anybody's ball game. Like honestly, something like HTMX maybe. Um, but like, it'll be down to like, whatever an LLM can generate, you know, for people most accurately is probably going to be the winning stack and they'll be frameworks pop up everywhere. Uh, if anything, the frameworks, some frameworks will just start dying. Um, like as people start using LLMs to generate their code for them more and more and more, there's either going to be an explosion of people writing their own frameworks because they've got a helping hand creating them or or simultaneously people being like i don't need to create a new framework because i don't ever get stuck building something i can just use this ai thing to help me build whatever it is i need to build um i mean there might even just be people just rolling straight dom stuff like because oh i need this to be as efficient as possible and like i don't uh, I don't care about whether or not it's in react or whatever. Like there's, I don't, I have no idea what the world holds, I, but I do know that there's going to be a future where someone's like, I need to build an app that pulls in streaming data from X and puts it in a table that looks like Y here's a picture. Here's a bunch of text describing the behavior and they're going to get that app. And then there's going to be like one developer that goes through and cleans it up. Like that's the, that's the future that we're looking at and what that's written in. I have no idea. Like, um, React kind of hamstrung themselves with React Native, in my opinion, um, because they have extra abstractions inside their their library for like dealing with those things. It slows them down a little bit. Um, I think languages that are rather frameworks that have templating and a lot of compile time optimizations are probably uh, going to be the winners over a 10 year period. That's just me. So like the, the Svelts and the views and the, the quicks and the solids and those, um, angular actually angular is, is it's like a Renaissance for angular. The, uh, it's all, honestly the only bad thing about angular is there's so many people that hear angular and they're like, Neh, and they turn their nose up at it. But like, they've got these new files that like they're almost indiscernible from view three or like Svelte. Um, you know, they've got signals, they've got all, all sorts of good stuff going on. The only ones lagging behind in any of those areas is React, realistically. They listed everyone but React. Yeah, uh, there's a. I saw a talk when I was in Romania, and they're talking about uh, talking about signals uh, and and state management in frameworks. And they were like, "Here's the state of it," you know, a couple of years ago. And here's the state, and they listed every single framework. And they were like, "So here's all the <laughs> here's here's all the frameworks with this signal based state management implementation." And it was literally every framework but React, which was on the other side. Yeah, I saw that slide on Twitter. So, yeah. 
it's um, I don't know. It is what it is. My my take on the HTMX, it's, it's not something I would use either. I would only add on. I have interacted with the actual HTMX, and I found it to be pretty impressive. Uh, whoever's running that's pretty smart, uh, pretty good to interact with. It's the rest of that community that is just obnoxious sometimes. Oh, my God. There's a lot of disaffected, angry web developers who just love HTMX for some reason, and you don't want them in your mentions. So don't talk about HTMX on Twitter. That's funny. They're probably like the backend engineers that think front end uh, development is tiddlywinks. And like, yeah, they're all they're all like, I'm still using Java 7. <laughs> it's some of that. And it's some of the people who yeah. were like building web pages with jQuery 10 years ago. And now they are just so put upon that they have to learn different tools to build a more complex web app. And they are not yeah. too pleased about it. I mean, they're not wrong. It is harder now than it used to be. Like... The requirements are harder. A, how do I put it? The setup is harder. The actual thing, once you learn how to use the tools, is easier. But like, yes, definitely. I mean, it used to just be you edited some text files, you FTP'd them up, and it worked, right? Like, <laughs> there was like no there, that part of it was all brain dead. You don't have to worry about you know minification and compilation and all that stuff. The admissions fee is a lot higher now, but you get a better show for it. So, yeah. So I asked my team, I said, hey, uh, what do you guys think of HTMX? And they said, you know, I have to admit, I don't understand the hype around HTMX. When I saw it, I thought it was a mess sort of niche thing. But some content creators are obsessed with it. And it seems to have legs. Yeah, I don't get it either. Well, I wouldn't bear a lot of credence to anything content creators are obsessed with. Because they're like just... How do, I, how do I put this? It's like they're they're waiting. Every single one of them is waiting for DH at, DHH to fuck up, so they have something to talk about and make content about, right? Like, it's like the I don't know. I mean, if but don't you wrote, think content creators are helping? Like, you know, no. don't, oh, I'm well, sorry, you had the rest of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think content creators are helping like evangelize content? Like, what about Fireship? Fireship is a great, you know, no, teaches you things. I don't even know what Fireship is, so I'm you don't. <laughs> I'm sure they're a nice person. Seriously, I, don't know the person. I yes, I have nothing good or bad to say about them. I do not know them. If you are watching no. this and you know them and love them, don't at me. Who are you I mean, people? So, like, just sure in a general sense, I'm not going to pick on any given content creator. We're literally creating content right now, right? So, like, I'm not going to pick on anyone specifically, but I think that the world. How do I put this? The world incentivizes you to shock, scare, appall, um, whatever you can do to get people to stay watching so you can sell advertising dollars. And this is how news media, news outlets work. This is how YouTube works. This is how Twitch works. So is that like, how your have, Twitter works, Ben? <laughs> no. If you notice, I've kind of died down on the whole Twitter thing. I don't get paid uh, for anything that I do other than work for a job. And like... The um, these content creators, I mean, you have to understand if they're if their income, if any amount of the reasonable amount of their income comes from the content they're creating, then they are inherently incentivized to be as bombastic and scary and uh, negative or overly positive as possible. Like everything they do have to do is be completely hyperbolic to keep people engaged. Like they're not, they're not. 
they're not writing sensible code for people that people can use in, in good ways to help them get their job done. That's not what they're doing. That's they're, they're not the, they're, they're not the, um, but you know, Ken C. Dodds is. Ken C. Dodds is, or was, or still is. Yeah. He's a little different, but like some of, some of these other folks, like it's, I don't know how to describe it. Like there's, there are journalists in the world that do a good job, like just outside of our industry, there's journalists, journalists in the world that are doing an amazing job that are really assets to the entire world. And then there's the masses of journalists that are just doing what they need to do to sell advertising dollars for their company so they can make a lot of money. And we have both of those uh, archetypes in I don't know if this is like a tepid take. This is a, this is a hot take, but it's no, true though, right? Like <laughs> he walked back a little at the end. He said, there's both, um, mo- there's a ton of just garbage content on YouTube. The few videos I've seen, and I know this guy brings out a lot of strong emotions, but the videos I've seen of Theo were pretty even handed and the opposite of bombastic and angry. Um, there have been a few times where I'm like, what is everybody talking about? And then I watch his video and like five minutes later, I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty reasonable. I get a lot of the yeah. other, like the loud programming and then just screaming and anything to keep the eyeballs. There's a lot of weird, cringy shit. On so there, there's a lot of, and this isn't Theo at all, but there's, there's a lot of accounts on Twitter that were like these um, Twitter, what they the JS grifter accounts, they called them for a little while, where like there would be these accounts that they would ask some really mundane question, like what's your favorite use for a button or whatever, like as just to get like engagement bait, you know, or like, I really hate the body tag, <laughs> like whatever they would say just to get people to engage. And those accounts have now migrated into YouTube accounts with lots of followers. So um, like, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing, man. It's just That's like what I'm people- doing, Ben. I'm starting a hate account on Twitter. Do it. I'm migrating and I'm going to make millions of dollars and I'm just going to be You're sitting there laughing at you. The body to start off with the body tag is the worst tag ever. Just like lead with that. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that right now. No, you can do better. Yeah. yeah. Just tweet it. Form is an anti-pattern. That'll, that'll rile up some people. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't, I'm, I honestly, I'm on the fence about a lot of the content creation stuff because like they do produce a lot of noise right now. I don't know that any of it's specifically negative. I just look at them and think, man, like these people have such huge followings. And then there's really smart people who do really amazing things that have almost no followers, right? Like, Okay, and then we should invite them all onto the Modern One podcast to come talk. That's kind of right. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I look at like well, I don't even know why I have followers to this day. Like I've got followers, and I, I don't really say angry things. I know why. Oh, probably. Well, I, I can point to every yes. single tweet where I shake my head. And gar- engagement. On Google, Netflix, RxJS. I mean, we know why you have followers, Ben. You don't have to be. Yeah, humble. I've been around. I've been around long enough that times were different. I guess when I started, I, I don't know that I. <laughs> I don't know that I could I could get the same following now if if I had to like it's you just have to be angrier like Adam I, I suppose everyone's waiting for Adam to say the next angry thing you know on the, on the RxJS front there's a there's an interesting phenomenon that's happened where it's like RxJS is more popular than it's ever been but because of that everyone knows what it is so it's not like I'm I'm not going to get invited to speak at a lot of conferences now right like it's not like uh I mean it's it's be like getting invited to speak on Lodash at a conference like 
Like, who needs that? They don't. Nobody needs that. Everyone knows what Lodash is. <laughs> there's like there's, so it's a it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting phenomenon or stage that I'm in right now. I don't really care. Um, you're gonna be like um, you're gonna you're gonna create you know what's next for you? Creating the next Dino, of course. God no. What's next for me is shipping observables in the browser, getting RxJS to start using that, and then maintenance mode that thing and <laughs> get get on my horse and ride west at like nine o'clock. You're gonna ride west. Yeah, well, into the sunset. That's no. where the sunset. You're not going to ride into California. No, I mean, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably only make it as far as like you know the outside of Texas Hill Country and be like, this is too far. I got to go back. RxJS, it's like a billion users, but I don't know. I've never used it as a React Dev. I don't know any React Devs that use it. And I think even you have said that it's just least popular in the React community. And man, um, I'd love to see better uptick there. It's, it's weird to say, like when I do trainings, most of the people are React developers now, uh, unless I'm at a, unless I'm at a, uh, Angular conference. Um, so it is popular. It's just like React is so popular that I don't know. It's got use cases. Uh, what I did say is React is the only framework that doesn't have a core team maintained solution for, uh, dealing with observables. Um, the only one, which is super weird, but common thread that's why it's dying well yeah it's totally dying yeah. uh, they're gonna have to deal with observables soon because observables are gonna literally be in the browser <laughs> okay well thanks for joining us for another episode of tepid takes with a little bit of spice from ben at the end um you can find us on twitter you can find me on twitter at lady lee adam on twitter at adam rackus at ben lush at ben lush at ben lush um <laughs> learn rxjs um i did tweet the body tag is the worst tag ever and it Man. was engagement clickbait whatever <laughs> you call it uh james quick says hot take of the year yeah. tracy king says lol body shaming so uh, <laughs> that's pretty good looking forward to that um but anyways join us again we'll be hanging out a little bit more often on the Modern One Podcast, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Come on. Come on, this podcast is sponsored by This.Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. For all of your friends